What is going on, guys? Andrew with Prize, the first solo episode in a while. So I just wanted to give you guys real quick what we're actually going to cover in this. One, I'm going to talk about going to Coachella because it was fun and I think everybody else should go. Two, we talked about, so these are all user questions. Um, how do you meal prep for general health? Uh, this next question was from Benny. I hate my body, but I can't change anything. That wasn't really a question, but I kind of pulled one out of it. The next one from D, my family is sabotaging me. What do I do? Sabotaging them in terms of fitness. Um, and then the Mike gave us a question. Do I need pre-workout? And then our cameraman, Glenn, hit us with one from his brother. Uh, I'm not working out. Should I still take creatine? So let's get to it. What's going on guys? Andrew with Pride. Today we are going to be doing a solo episode, just answering some listener questions that I've gotten. I haven't done one of these in a while. So if you guys like these, shoot me a DM, you know, at Andrew PFM and, uh, you know, let me know that you want more of these. Cause these are actually kind of fun and they go by a little bit quicker too, which is nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're just going to be answering some solo stuff, but I did want to get one thing out of, uh, out of the way. Yes, I did go to Coachella. Thank you for asking. Um, I had a really fucking good time. If you guys haven't gone, you should go. It's really fun. Like pretty much regardless of what kind of music you're into, it's, it's a really good time. I had hella fun. I'm like a hardcore kid originally just listen to a lot of metal and hardcore. And this is like a lot of EDM, you know, there was some like Billie Eilish and Harry Styles and a little bit of hardcore turnstile was there. Glenn. Yeah. I missed their set. I was really bummed. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was a fucking awesome time. It's fun to dress up and just like be goofy as fuck with your friends. And, uh, yeah, highly recommend it. I don't know why I did actually, I do know why I didn't do one of these sooner. My friend, other friend, Glenn, uh, actually called me out. He's like, he's like, dude, you were like trying to not do mainstream shit for so long that you ended up missing out on a lot of fun. And I was like, fuck, you're right. So just have fun. Don't make it about, you know, don't, don't quantify what is okay and not okay to have fun doing, I suppose. Go to Coachella, guys. Go to a fucking music festival besides Warp Tour. Warp Tour is <laughs> dead, <laughs> but you get what I mean. Um, so anyway, um, this was a question from a guy named Tim. How to meal prep? And then he specified, this is for general health. I don't want to be a bodybuilder. So I just said this on like one of the last episodes, but I'll, I'll say it a little bit more in detail. Uh, aside from the, the obvious thing of like everybody's body is different. Everybody's diet is going to be a little bit different. There's some basics that you can always come back to eat real food, drink just water. It is as simple as that. And people might hear the word real food and be like, Oh, well, what is real? You probably know what I mean. Essentially we're talking about, is there food that a third grader can explain all of the, uh, all the ingredients for? So, you know, a like bread kid could probably tell, you know, Hey, it's like wheat and flour and whatever the fuck else. Um, what's in an apple? It's an apple. What's in a steak meat, you know, uh, get, get down to that very, very bare level where you're essentially looking at a form of protein, uh, some veggies, and some carbs. And again, those things might be a little bit different for you. Maybe you have, um, maybe you notice that you don't do very well with carbs. Some people are that way. Well, then you can probably do a lot less. 
uh, or you notice that you get really bloated and gassy with veggies. Okay, well, try a little bit less or try some different veggies. Or you notice that when you eat certain kinds of meat, for me, it's salmon. When you eat salmon or whatever it may be in your case, you feel like shit. You start slowly removing these things from your diet so that you can actually notice what you feel like when you don't have these, quote, bad foods, bad for you, affecting you. Excuse me. Um, speak of the devil. Something's making me burpy today. Um, but another thing that you can do, and this is very, very simple. This is not tracking anything really. It is just using something simple, your hand to figure out good portions for yourself. Generally speaking, your hand is going to fit your body, which is going to fit more or less your gut, right? There are Again, exceptions to this. I have pretty small hands for how tall I am. Um, but if you do a hand-sized serving of meat, if you do a handful-sized serving of veggies, and then a palm-sized serving of uh, carbs or grains or fruit or whatever you may be using to actually get carbs in your diet, you're going to end up with a pretty well-rounded diet. And then beyond that, it's a matter of, well, how many of those meals do I need to eat to feel full? And go from there. It might be three for you. It might be four. It might be five. This is super, super generic, but it works. If you're just trying to be healthy and you're getting a clean source of protein, you're getting some solid veggies and you're not going crazy with processed carbs, you're going to feel pretty fucking good. So I hope that helps Tim. Uh, This next one uh, is from Benny. So this is, I hate my body, but I can't change anything. So I should have replied back and said, what do you mean you can't change anything? But I'm going to take a few, take a few assumptions to kind of answer that. Um, I don't understand what you mean when you can't say, or when you say you can't change anything, because there's always something that you can do here. Nobody is coming to say, I'm, I'm, this might be kind of a bummer to hear. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save any of us. If you hate your body, the only solution to that is you. Nobody else is going to make you love your body. No form of exercise or dieting is going to make you love your body. Like I know people who have lost 50 pounds and fucking hate their, hate themselves still. That solution is inside of you. It is connecting to the parts of you that you actually enjoy, changing the parts to a degree that you don't like and still finding a way to, to, and People are going to be like, oh, this is just like, you know, some generic love yourself crap. But no, like if you hate your body, you probably have a few things that you need to change. Honestly, realistically, like I, I fucking love my body. I've done a shitload of stuff over the years to change it. But, you know, even five years ago when I was five years deep into, into like fitness, I still didn't like my body that much. There were still things that I needed to change. So another thing that you can do is isolate what that is. And sometimes that can be as simple as like, you just ask it and you immediately know, or maybe you need to spend a little bit more time on that. Okay. Well, it's that I need bigger legs or I need to lose some body fat or, um, I don't know. There are like people who fucking hate their beards and stuff like that. And you know, there are certain things you can't change, but, um, like if you can't grow a beard, you can't grow a beard, but it's like changing the things that are within your control. Again, it is this take part in your own rescue. If nobody is coming to save you, if everybody, uh, you know, was gone, what are the things that you could change about yourself that would make you feel better? And then start taking action on changing those things. And if you don't know how to change those things, find somebody who does. It is as simple as that. That might not have been the answer that you wanted to, wanted to hear, but, uh, Benny, 
I hope it helps you. Um, my family, <laughs> this one is so, so relevant to me. My family is sabotaging me. <laughs> what do I do? Uh, D. So I wrote a certain elimination diet at this point, probably five years ago. And before I did it, I put a bunch of different iterations of it, found things that worked well, found things that didn't work, uh, found parts of it that were, um, manageable and parts that were unmanageable. And, you know, I only found that out because I personally tried it. And I remember it finished a few days, the, the period of time that I was doing it for finished a few days after Thanksgiving. And I didn't have Thanksgiving with my family because of that this is an extreme. You don't need to do that. But the thing was, I was already, you know, 20 something days into it before I like realized. And my mom kept trying to push me. <laughs> my mom kept trying to push me. She goes, uh, Andrew's just one day. And I was like, right. But at some point a client's going to say, it's just one day. And I'm not going to be able to be like, I'm not going to be able to honestly talk to them and be like, well, uh, that doesn't fucking matter. You need to, you know, have control and be able to work with yourself through that or whatever it may be. It would essentially turn me into a liar because I didn't do it myself. So I stuck it through. I still finished the diet for the period of time and we got through it. Your family is sabotaging you. One of the first words that kids learn and one of the first words that we hear is no. People know what that fucking word means. People might push back on it a little bit, but at some point in time, like they stop asking. My mom doesn't ask me to break my diet anymore. Uh, she hit me up today and said, um, you know, Hey, we're, you know, getting everybody together, uh, for dinner today, yada, yada. And I said, uh, okay, I got to bring my own food though. Cause I have a, I have a thing going on tomorrow that I got to have fucking abs for. Um, and, uh, she just said, okay. Instead of, oh, well, Andrew, it's just one day. Come on, enjoy food with everybody else. She just knows now. After you say no to that, like you, you have to have a really strong no. I, I hate the quote, but it's like, you know, your yes, your yes means nothing uh, until you know how strong your no is. But it's very true. Like you can say yes to everything, but the moment you say no to one thing, people will get really up in arms about it, but people get way less reactive to it when you start getting good at it, when you have a really strong no. So what is the solution to this? Fucking say no and mean it stick to it. Don't let them pressure it or pressure you. And you can go as far as saying, um, you know, this is like, no, I mean that please do not push me on it anymore. End the conversation there. No, please don't push me on this. And if that doesn't get you the results you want, you're the only person who makes that decision at the end of the day. Nobody's going to make that decision to feed you or um, you know, make you eat something or make you not go to the gym. These are at the end of the day, still your decisions. It is not your family. It is you. So make that decision. Say, say what you got to say, stick to it. Simple as that. Uh, so I hope that helps you D. Um, and this final one is from Mike. We get a lot of mics. Is that a really common name nowadays or something? I don't know. I know a lot of mics. Anyway, do I need pre-workout? Nope. But I'll go a little further than that. Um, no, you don't need a pre-workout, but you also don't need protein. You also don't need creatine. You also 
don't need to sleep eight hours a night. You also don't need to drink high quality water. You also don't need to, you know, there's all these things you don't need to do. It is all outcome dependent. So why are you taking pre-workout? I'm going to take a shot in the dark. It is one of two things. It is you want something that's going to hype you up immediately before your workout or you have really low energy and you're trying to find a way to compensate for that. So do you need pre-workout? Probably not. You probably need to go to bed a little bit earlier and you probably need to spend a little bit more time warming up, priming your body and getting yourself put together and, and ready for that. I walk into the gym all the time not fucking it, looking forward to, uh, to working out, not necessarily not looking forward to it, but coming, coming into it and being like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. I slept like shit. I, this, I, that, I, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and I, I will still come to the gym and I will still get my work done. But when I come here, I'm not ready for it. And I sit down and I put my headphones in and I warm up and I am taking something of a pre-workout right now. It's not anything crazy. I'm just taking citrulline malate. Um, but, uh, even, uh, even that, you know, it doesn't really give you any like physical, like people always want to get the tingles or like that, that, woo, you know, like high from pre-workouts and citrulline mallet, you don't really feel, but that's kind of become like the ritual is I taste that bitterness and I'm like, okay, I connect to that, to working out now, you know, um, it's you, you start, you start attaching, uh, smells or flavors or, um, you know, routines to different kinds of things. Like what is the reason that we all want to have coffee first thing in the morning? Um, because that makes us think of waking up. Why do we usually want in, in the U S at least, why do we want bacon and eggs? It's because that's what we think of as breakfast. Um, you know, why do we drink like warm tea with honey and chamomile in it at night? Some people, uh, cause it makes you think about going to bed. There are just certain things that you relate to working out. And in this case, for me, it is that flavor of bitterness, but it is also the feeling of a foam roller going through my quads. That, that shit wakes you up quick. That shit gets you going pretty quick. Uh, it is the, the feeling of that first set. It is a certain song that I really enjoy that just is like, it's time to fucking go, dude. So do you need to take a pre-workout? No, but do you need to stop taking it? Not necessarily. I don't take any if it's not negatively impacting you, if you're not training really late. So, I mean, if you're training at like six o'clock at night, uh, obviously you don't want to get blasted with caffeine. Um, I know, um, Derek from more plates, more dates, his company gorilla mode. Um, I think they have, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but they have a stimulant free version of a pre-workout. So there's no caffeine for people who train late at night. And then, um, there's another company, I can't remember what it's called, but the pre-workout I believe is called surge. And, um, again, it's stimulant free. If you just type in stimulant free pre-workouts, if you train late at night, I don't recommend you have a pre unless you can find a stimulant free one. Um, but outside of that, you don't really need to stop taking a pre-workout unless it's negatively impacting you. Um, which I will say based on the amount of just the amount of crap in it, it's probably not helping you a ton. It'll get you all jazzed and get you going through that workout, but do you need it? No. So that was a very long way to say no, like I did in the very beginning. Um, and that was Mike. So that being said, guys, oh, wait, do you have one? Okay, Glenn has a question, guys. Hit me. My brother asked me, uh, can you take creatine without working out? Uh, yeah, you can, and I think you should. Really? Yeah, Why? so the, the, the question was, can, can you take creatine without working out? Um, yeah, so... 
Um, okay. The, the, the study that I'm thinking of, I, th- it's been a while since I looked at this, but I think it was pertaining toward vegans. Um, so you, you get creatine naturally through your diet. Creatine exists in meat. So mm, some, you know, are you going to get five grams of creatine a day? Not necessarily, but when you start taking creatine or start eating meat, you get creatine in your diet. Vegans, because they have no creatine in their diet, they actually start having, um, mental like deficiencies happen. So they actually become less intelligent essentially. So, you know, is that going to be the case with your brother who's eating an omnivorous diet? No, not necessarily, but also consider, you know, what kind of job do you have? Is it physically demanding? Do you need to recover from it? What's going to help you there? You could theoretically say it's going to have some cognitive benefits, even if you're not, or even if you are eating an omnivorous diet, um, but it's also just, uh, dude, there's so many more benefits to creatine outside of just building muscle. Like maybe I'll regret saying this, but I think everybody should take creatine monohydrate specifically. Stop fucking wasting money on crealkaline and, and fucking hydrochloride and all that other bullshit. Just take fucking creatine monohydrate. It's cheap as shit. It is the most studied supplement in the world. I think everybody should take creatine because here's the other thing is as far as we know now, the only drawback to creatine is you get a little bloated and you have some GI distress and then it goes away. So you build a little bit more muscle, you get a little bit more like cell volumization in the muscles. Uh, Potentially you see some cognitive benefit. It's a fucking drawback, you know? You hit, you hit me off the cuff with that one. So I, I, I would have done more, uh, gotten more info on that and studied back up on it. But yeah, in, in general, I think everybody should take it. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Any other ones? Alrighty. Then that will be that. So until next time, guys, my name is Andrew with pride and we'll see you later. Uh-huh.